Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while GEICO could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, GEICO has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Love Talk Radio. Yeah. 
and he had been in rehab, I guess, recently, and it did not work well for him or something. He got out, and and apparently, anyway, it is pretty clear that it's he, he OD'd on yeah. something. I don't know. But uh, just a massive, I think, loss for the movie world, especially considering, you know, what he might have made in the next 30 years. He was, he was he an was interesting great. He was a really interesting guy because for one of those types of actors who didn't have, for lack of a better comparison, like your Leonardo DiCaprio or your Tom Cruise good looks. Right. He's not an ugly man, right. but he was no leading man by generics, you know, by generic standards. If any time he was on screen, I, I couldn't take my eyes off him. Right. He had that screen presence, and he had, thankfully, a talent to back it up. And he, it didn't matter whether he was the leading man or a supporting role. It, it right. really didn't matter. Um, and, he, and he had a lot of leading roles in um, more indie stuff yeah. or, you know, things like... Um, when he was, uh, what's that movie, The Master, he was in, but there was some doubt. Yep. And uh, he he had leading roles, and he got a lot of acclaim for yeah. everything he did. In him. He just wasn't the guy who, you know, was ever going to be the next born or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it seemed so interesting, you know, in, in some way, just to say that because it's true, but he would also be the villain in the Bourne film. Right, right. Right. One of his more fun roles for me was when he was in Mission Impossible right. movie. And I notoriously, I was just talking about this the other day, I notoriously you know, rail on J.J. Abrams, but that's a really, really fun film. And that's one that when I'm railing on it, I stand right up and say, but let me tell you what he does great. It's right. a film like this. And one of the reasons I liked it so much was because of Right. So he was he was uh, he was really good, and I loved him a lot. Maybe like probably ten years ago or so, when he was doing a lot of indie stuff yeah. and making amazing movies. Right. That got him, you know, lots of attention. He never seemed to take all all of that indie stuff that he did in between whatever big you know major studio film work he got. He never seemed to just take something for a paycheck. He seemed to really like. No, he was maybe otherwise involved. Like he was also the executive producer on stuff, or right, right. Right. you know, he was a guy who seemed to really love working as an actor or in film, and was making a ton of things. And if you just see the big stuff, you're missing out on a ton of really great work that he did. Right. So, um, but uh, we were just talking again. It's Super Bowl weekend. It's Super Bowl day. I, when when it first came over social media, I thought no. Right. This is, this is this a, a good day for every goofy, you know. Yeah, and this yeah. is a perfect day because everyone's going to be online tweeting or Facebooking or whatever they're doing. And, of course, this is going to catch legs, and I'll just prove it quick. Right. And I, I was very surprised when immediately Googling whether or not it had happened or not, there was a full page of wire services. So, right. yeah, it, it's true. I was like, wow, that's, that's amazing. Right. right. It was really wild. And, um, you know, as, as much as this is horrible, I'm really pretty bummed for the next two uh, yeah. Hunger Games movies because we yeah. just got kind of a taste of it in, yeah. the, in the last one. Yeah, He was uh, there enough to let you know his presence and let you know how good he can do things and stuff, but he didn't, you know, that character is not so much in the, in the foreground of things. Yeah. And until right. the next book, which is not actually a movie, right? right? And I was really looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. Kind of yeah. I, I have no idea 
to make that switch. Uh, he had he had uh, he was set to direct a ghost story with Amy Adams and Jake Gyllenhaal. And that's right. And, yeah, I remember. I, I, I want to say it's like Ethan Hawke. That's not it. But it's a it's a name, and it, it sounded really great. Right. But then as Plutarch in the Hunger Games films, I mean, he really was going to do a lot more work. And I, I know they're not done shooting, so oh, yeah. Who knows what what yeah, happens that's, now? That's going to be. And amazing. obviously, you know, I mean, I'm with you. Like, obviously, that. You know, his death is one thing. Uh, us wanting, you know, the movie to not, you know, take a hit is another. But in terms of in terms of work, that's a, that's a big problem because he was great at it. and He was really good in that role. Um, okay, so there's yeah. that. And uh, so we had um, a fairly decent response to uh, our movie list. Yeah. If if you haven't caught uh, last week's show, that was the best and the worst of the year. You Definitely want to go check that out because right. you might as well find out who you're listening to and what they think. And, uh, <laughs> right. and uh, see something number one on the list. That's Do you ever get email like that? that? I think no one else would I, I've yeah. heard some comments like that, just as a weird aside, not that we're trying to draw camps here, but do you ever get emails like that where they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm totally a Mark guy, not a Shane guy, or I'm a Shane guy, Mark guy is out? People seem to, because we. Even though the funny thing about this show, when you're listening to the first time, time, you might get a general hint kind of like that, but no one ever... And sometimes I realize anything. Really, I love the films where I'm all for it, you're really not it, we're a half-star part. Like, how can you... Right, right, there's right. no real delineation here between... But, when, but buttons, finally, but. when we did our list, we got yeah. some big differences. Yeah. Uh, because you would have stuff on your list, and I'd say, ah, oh, it's not even close to anything. Right. So we actually had right. at least where we well, did I'm in Dorchester. 
because we keep telling people yeah. to tell us where they're from. Right. It's almost like he did it like almost begrudgingly. Yeah, right. It was cool. Yeah. Um, but so what he wants to know is, is in the next couple of months, yeah. what are the ones, uh, both of our opinions? Yeah. I'm not dying to look for it. You know, I'm not jumping right. at the bed right. at it. 
You know, I think my answer, and I got to say, not necessarily, not necessarily because I really predict that I'm going to love it, yeah. but I'm very curious about it. I think I might like it, and I, I don't know that it's going to be great, but my answer would be, especially if we're going to try to be quicker versus longer, right, would be uh, three days to kill. I'm, I've been I'm curious about that one, and it's gonna it's, 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 it's a bunch of action and stuff, and so you can only <laughs> see that on the, on the big screen, right? Yeah. It's gonna be crazy stuff yeah. happening. I'm a little scared that it might really suck. So oh my, I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens. With Hitting that. all these criteria are really weird. Like I'm excited to see three days, and I'm on a big Kevin Costner kick. I think he's you know I think he's great. I can't wait to see him in this. I don't know that I have to see it on a big screen. Right. I might be happy just seeing that at home. Right. I had to, it might be fine. But it's the next film. You know, we've got, you were just saying this right before we went on, too. We've got, now that we put January behind us, a really interesting series of weeks coming up. Yeah. I am wistful. Like, I'm hope like Robocop. I really would like that to be a fun time. I don't know if it's going to be. Oh, I know. But I'm, I'm excited that that's the next week. You right. Because I'm going to see that. You know, with you, we'll do it for the show soon. And then it's pretty much like one film after another like that. Right. So, And, you know, speaking of Robocops, before we are accused of just bagging on that movie over <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. it is kind of a similar thing to I hated the first Judge Dredd. Yeah, this is a and, and in this one, now, you know, looking back, people are going to say, Robocop, well, that was like totally different. But now, when that movie came out, I loved that movie. I, I hated all the sequels. It, oh, yeah. I didn't I know that movie. It's totally goofy and cheesy and, mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever. But at the time that it came out, I loved that movie. Paul Verhoeven was on fire then. And I remember, I'll never forget, though, the humorous irony here is I don't remember the film I've seen. I forgot that one, but I'll never forget seeing the trailer for Robocop in the theater and the audience like snickering at it, like right. really making fun of it, not looking forward to it at all. Because it, it looks it looks ridiculous. Yeah, it looks just so stupid. And it is. It. And, and it is. And it is. It's, awesome. it's smart. It's, it's got fire. It's right. got like all this stuff in it, and it's got a high body count and a lot of blood. And, and, and I was, when, I, when, I was, when I was that age to see Robocop in the theater, that's all oh, I wanted. Right. right. And, and plus, it was, you know, Robocop movie is a very different thing now. Yeah. You know, Robocop then was kind of, you know, Star Trek, Star Wars, yeah. kind of, I don't know, 100 years from now or something like that, right? Robocop now is like, I don't know, like 18 months. <laughs> yeah, it really it's, it's a very different uh, culture that they have to play with to make yeah. that into a movie that's going to, Mean something, and I think the problem with that movie yeah. is going to be, at least from looking at the trailers and lots of clips and stuff, that they're going to try so hard with this whole "what is free will" thing, yeah. where yeah. the the I don't know, the computer that's controlling him is apparently completely controlling him, except making him think that it's his right. idea. And they're gonna just go too far with that and and make it boring. But maybe if it if it turns out if they want to make the Matrix Robocop mashup, then they should do it and not call it Robocop. That's right. You know, if they want to make a new version of Robocop, that's right. You can make like all the superhero things, right? I understand your point. I don't agree with all the time. 
I don't want to have a movie that all you really want is to have like a mechanical man, right? And, and he's a cop and whatever, right? Then have another one. Right? Don't call it Robocop. Just, you know, what do you really get out of calling something Robocop anymore? I mean, see, if you want to make a Superman movie, right, and you don't really want to make a movie that has a lot to do with Superman, yeah. and you get to call it Superman, you get something out of that, right? Yeah. Right? I mean, you get something out of calling it that. It's the same thing. You're going to get all the people that love Robocop, but you know what? The thing that they make the mistake of when I do agree with you on this is they're going to get that audience anyway. I'm that audience. Right. I'm going to go to that film no matter what. And if Dread wasn't called Dread, if it was just called, like, Dire, I would, I would still go right. to that. But it, it bums me out. That's, that's where I feel like I think that problem is because a lot of the people who are the suits, right, with the money, right, don't understand how that works. No, you know, they don't get that if I just make a really good sci-fi movie, they'll come get all the same people. It should, be, it should be like Field of Dreams. If you build it and it's good, they'll come. They right. really will, and I'm proof of it. But I hope there's not a lot of fan service. The fact that they're putting in every single trailer, you know, the dead or alive, you're coming with me, that's understandable to nod to the original. Right. We'll see. But it, it's really cool to see Michael Keaton in the film, too. Well, that's true. You know, I'm kind of looking forward to that. But... But we'll get to reviewing RoboCop <laughs> when we see it. I don't know how many let's things just, we can review that. Let's just do it. Well, there are uh, thousands of people listening in waiting for our star ratings of Ride Along. So and instead, get to ride along. we're going to do the Super Bowl picks, right? Who you got? Seahawks or the Cowboys? You know, I really it would be really funny to imagine all the football fans out there to be like, you know, I think the Maple Leafs are going to win this one. That's right. I think they're going to get a knockout in the seventh round. And uh, I, I have to tell you, I don't think that I care. Yeah, I'm not a big At this guy. point, here's the, the place where I like, I like the Patriots. Yeah. I like the Patriots even before I moved here. That's and, a good thing to say. And, uh, you know, they were really one of the only teams that were from winners. Like, uh, yeah, growing up, was, right. from when I was a little kid, um, my dad liked I really want Denver to lose. Right, because everybody wants Manny to lose. I really do. <laughs> I want Manny to lose. Yeah. Just trying to avoid talking about right along. Um, I do predict, and I was a little worried 
I do predict is that we actually did get things to happen where we got good teams and it will actually be a good game. Right, right. That's the thing that I really hate about the Super Bowl is, you know, when you get down to the Super Bowl and then up until like 56 minutes,
Right. And it's not that we were having Sour Patch Kids. And but, I'll, but, I'll, but I'll tell you what, not because that is totally true, but not
this was in line with pretty much all the director video cheesy exactly. buddy buddy films. So there was no there was no big screen thing behind this except that it was you know released by a big studio. Except that it had except that it had a big studio and it had uh, names that people know. Right. And and even though that it's a little bit of a 
Uh, it's kind of a goofy setup. And absolutely do it well enough, right? Yeah. And you know what's weird with putting those things together is that when you've got a buddy cop movie, right, there are, uh, you, you know, you have some writers in their, in their smoky chamber, right, right. spitting out movies or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, you're writing a buddy cop movie, you've got things you have to do, right? Yeah, right, right. You've got your outline and you've got, look, this has to happen, this has to happen, it has to be yeah. funny. And if you're making lethal weapon, you take those things and you go, okay, we'll have those happen, but we'll try to move past them, right? And then we'll do funny stuff, yeah. and then we'll have, and then you have to do this, but let's do this in a totally different way, or let's, you know, turn this upside down and do it backwards, and then it's like we're not doing it, or whatever, right? Yeah. And this movie's written, like, by people who said, these are the things we have to do, and therefore, we don't have to do anything else, right? That, yeah. <laughs> Those films are all better than this, and that's because 
there's more to it there. Like, like we both said differently, like they're not just taking a cliche and saying, there, our job's done. We've just got to fill it now. Make sure they get from point A to point B and there's a station somewhere and a gun range. And right. I mean, it, it just seems so lazy, but it, it, it's doing great at the box office, too. So that's kind of mystifying to me in a way, too, although it said it to me. Except that you can at least kind of get behind the idea that there's not much else. There's there. not a lot out there, and that's why they're going to see it. And right, right now. And like what we said, there's not really a, an adult comedy out there. Right. So this is it. This is what's feeding and it. And not only that, but everything that is out there is spreading the market out. So yeah. Much. You know, you've got right. like I, Frankenstein, and you're even getting some of the uh, Oscar movies are getting bigger release. So yeah. you've got like August Osage County, Nebraska taking up theaters, theater spots, but you know, those are not movies that everyone's going to rush to see, even though comparatively speaking, they probably should. But, right. but it's such a diluted market right now, and there's nothing else that's the big thing. And, and you know, every weekend, apart from something really huge coming out, right? Right. Most weekends are really dominated by date night. Yep. So absolutely there's nothing else to see because what do you I mean because if only Frankenstein were better maintenance wouldn't be taken over. But what else are you gonna go over? And as a very quick side note, like there's a it, it, sometimes films just get recast. This was supposed to have the rock <clears throat> excuse me, the rock as Ice Cube right. and, and uh, Ryan Reynolds has been, and I can see that movie sucking just as much. I, you know, I feel like I would like that movie more. I don't know. No matter what else happens, I think I would probably. Like it, it's too bad because there's a country to why. Because if you have to make this exact same movie and you even have to use the same script and you yeah. switch to those two guys, the main focus uh, of the director. Right. With every scene and everything that happens would not be to tell Ryan Reynolds be And you know, it's so weird and you know, I was telling you this before, I can watch scenes in this movie and say, you know, I bet it hurts roll the money and stand up. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of them. I've seen some and it's pretty funny yeah. from what I've seen. But I know there's tons of out there to see. Yeah. And I haven't seen that much of it. But I could watch this movie and watch him do things that aren't funny at all and right. go, but you know, I bet he's pretty good at the end up. It's almost like yeah, his brand of comedy just does not make the translation, I don't think. And I think he works a lot better in another movie that I haven't seen. Because in The Grudge Match, right, I think he probably works better. Because he's trying to be funny and, and use his comedic abilities without the idea that he has to be the ridiculous guy who can't live up to Ice Cube standard, right, you know? So he's just this guy throwing lines at these two old boxers, right? I bet he works a lot better in there. But yeah. in this one, all I could think is, I bet he could be funny. Yeah. But I don't know if his comedy really translates. Yeah. It, just because you're an awesome stand-up comedian, you know, it's like, I mean, Stephen Wright did not get his own sitcom, right? <laughs> it doesn't necessarily translate into something that works on the last screen. I agree with you. I think he's got a lot of potential, and I think he's got a fair amount of talent anyway. And I think it'll come, but after we see a few of these films. Yeah. But 
completely So you have like this uh, and it's his henchmen are in the guns. Right? Nobody knows what he looks like. So we're and can pretend to be him. Right. So we've set hey, look, that could work now because right. nobody knows what he looks like yeah. and no, nobody knows who he is. I guess we know because we have that picture of him that we're really short of him, right? which I think is weird too because how do we know that yeah. picture is really yeah. But anyway, but so we can have Kevin Hart come in and, and try to pretend to be him. And then the dude comes in. Yeah. That makes no sense at all. Now, our, our whole story is that why would he come in then? Right. Why would he show up at that deal? Right. And, well, it's supposedly like the biggest gun sale that's ever gone down in Atlanta. Yeah. In, the, in the history of Atlanta, right? no one has ever bought guns, which I think is a little bit funny, too. And some of this is like... Uh, you know, movie magic writing, where you can write stuff in movies and people will not pay any attention to it, yeah. really. Because what I think about it is that it's kind of funny, actually, is that they're not, it's not even that impressive a gun. No, they're, they're, they're just buying a bunch of machines, right? And it's like, it's like, oh, man, this is the biggest deal that's ever happened. Yeah. Like, you know, they're not buying, like, uh, I mean, missile launchers. Yeah, it's just a whole bunch of machine guns. Anyway, there's a, you know, to, much to your chagrin and to mine as well. This film's done so well, they're already going to do a sequel. It's it's definitely being written right now or copied from something. I bet you the way the sequel, you might, just the way that you reminded me that it was big on mentioning Atlanta. Like, it just, I remember how much Bad Boys was, like, always promoting Miami. You know, and I bet the next one, Kevin Hart will be through the academy. He'll be rookie, whatever, lieutenant, detective, Afghani terrorist plot. Uh, right now, and yeah, we can see that. You know, the, the other weird thing about this movie, where it's being so lazy and so, you know, as we've said already, so paint by numbers, so just doing the absolute least plot point checklist thing that yeah. has to do. When he does go out, there are a couple of times, and funny because Kevin Hart keeps saying it and trying to throw it in Ice Cube's face, right? Yeah. That he actually does do interesting stuff. Yeah. He gets information that right. actually moves things along. When he wrote that, that, ice, that ice Cube yeah. goes, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. How did you do that? Yeah. How do you know this information? Or how did you, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, the, and, and Ice Cube actually goes, no, I don't care. I still hate you. Right, yeah, it doesn't matter. He, right. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> when he gets sent to the playground to get some information from this, you know, 11-year-old, right. and he has trouble dealing with an 11-year-old, and then the kid just finally, like, you know, basically stranger danger. And right. else comes on. Right. That was actually pretty funny. And that and that scene just ends. Yeah. Again, like, whenever, whenever they get kind of close to something that actually works, Look, they run the other direction. And we're getting close to the end on time, and I don't know if we have to really go over on no, that, no, because no. I don't think there's anything that would be, be said, but 
for anyone out there, let me just be clear. I didn't think this was going to be Serpico. Okay, <laughs> this isn't going to be something like that. But an easy example of what I was expecting is like Rush Hour. You know, Rush Hour is just the same formulaic kind of genre thing, but it's, it's for me, and I use that because it doesn't seem that long ago. If I look at the day it was released, I'm sure it's... Yeah, you'll be in trouble there. But, but a film like that, which has... Or a very predictable set, not even necessarily Rush Hour, although Rush Hour is a good example, but like Shanghai Surprise. Anything like that. Okay, yeah. Anything yeah, like that. Kind of just right? the same thing where you've got, you know, this dichotomy of characters doing this very predictable thing, and it's always going to be, like, you know, they're always going to have the really sexy girlfriend who exists only to look good in their underwear, right? And then be kidnapped later. Because right. that's what you've got to do. Or whether it's bad boys, that's what I was expecting the film to be, and it's so far removed from either right. of those. And, and on its worst day, it came even quite close to any of them. The thing that's weird is that Rush Hour, like we keep saying Rush Hour, like everyone's going to think. Well, I'm dialed into the freaky right I'm dialed into the Rush Hour is okay. Right, right. Rush Hour is an okay movie. But but the point of it is, is that Rush Hour is, you know, like a thousand times better than that. And Rush right. Hour shouldn't be a thousand times better than anything. anything. Right. And I'm right. dialed into the Chris Tucker because there's a certain there is a real serious connection to the character that he's playing yeah. in this movie and the character that Chris Tucker's playing yeah. in that movie. They are kind of that. But I don't want to know. I, I assume, just to defer, hopefully you getting a bunch of emails next week where it's like, what did you guys expect? Like, was it going to be couple and like I'm wondering too funny. I expect it really to be funny. I was so in the mood for something. Did you even funny. did you even laugh at all during the film? I don't think so. I don't think there, there, there were a couple of
That's, a, that's an interesting point. And, and uh, it's a very weird thing for a movie to do, and they almost never do it. It's very rare um, to do it. Because you've got your script. But I think that a lot of this movie was shot before wow. the script was completely finished. And I think that they actually shot that it might be at least very close to, maybe not every single look, frame or scene or anything like that, but very close to in order. And the reason I think it is because when you watch the movie, it feels like it. And that's a very weird thing because it kind of stands about. Yeah, you know, yeah. always. If, it, if, it, if that is not true, Mark, it certainly feels like it's true. It and, that, and that's, it almost, that's like, almost more damning than if they did it. Like, even if they came out like, no, we shot this way out of order. Right. That's actually kind of telling. Like, it wow. feels like, um, um, it feels like, you know, one part for me that really, when it started to seriously, seriously stand out for me, was uh, when they're about midway through the ride along, mm -hmm. and then they do the part where they take him back to the police station. Yeah. And he hears the thing on the radio. Then he's got to do a scene where he goes inside and overhears him talking about it. And he right. finds out that he's been just screwing with him all the time. Yeah. Then, they, then he gets back in the car. Ice Cube's going to take him home. And then he goes, no, we're going on this next call and all this stuff. Right? Right. All of those cuts should really be like days apart. Right. And, and it felt like. So we they really walked back down and, and, and whatever I don't know. Yeah. But even all the, the scenes before that, yeah. And when it's uh, when he's actually at that shop uh, yeah. or, or market or whatever, and yeah. he's trying to take down that guy. And then the scenes even after when they actually go to like the strip club or whatever, that would make sense. The whole movie just started feeling like very linear. I just started going. Man, this yeah. is so weird. And so, I don't know. There's your, uh, there's your idea. There's your strange movie critic well, talking point of the day. It's <laughs> definitely the worst film I've seen this year. <laughs> That's for sure. And next week is Monuments Man, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Right. All right. So, uh, we're about out of time, and uh, we got to go. Thanks so much for tuning in, especially on uh, Super Bowl Sunday, yeah. and especially for such a beyond noteworthy film to tune in for. Um, really looking forward to Monument, Monuments Men next week. Uh, be sure to tune in, share, tweet, subscribe, get your friends to listen in, and all that great stuff, and uh, keep sending us emails. Yeah. And again, it's like questions at rescreening.com. If you have any questions about upcoming movies or things we've already done, let us know, and we would love to hear from you. Yeah. So thanks a lot, and goodbye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.